Yeah. What's happening, everyone? This is Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and welcome to We Nation Podcast. We are so glad that you can join us. We hope you're safe. You're washing your hands. I know people are getting back out and doing things, but make sure you still do uh, social distancing because we want to be safe. But listen, we're going to go right into it because I have a wonderful, I mean, a phenomenal artist here with us as our guest that I can't wait for you to get to hear and learn a lot more about. This artist, actually, I became aware of her last year. Uh, she had a CD that was uh, part of the Grammy considerations. And uh, we're listening to the music. And we were like, hmm, this is absolutely great. <laughs> Should have gotten more attention uh, through the Grammys. But at the same time, um, she comes to us with a rich history of music producing, uh, uh, music production, um, probably many more things that we don't even know. So please help me to welcome to We Nation podcast, the one and only Snook Nook Cherry Moon. Welcome to the, uh, I say the Uncle Devin show, but to <laughs> We Nation podcast. How are you? We're doing wonderful. It is great to see you. And before we even get started, we just have to, I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of Kakuza Fest that took place <laughs> April 10th, 2021. Uh, and it was so, uh, phenomenal. It was uh, a salute to Black women in family music. First of all, talk a little bit about um, your experience with that. How was that for you? Well, that Kakuza was amazing. I mean, first of all, I mean, I discovered Kakuza at the very last minute last year and had a chance to tune in. And I was just blown away with the show last year. And honestly, I was just thinking, okay, how can I be a part of this? Like, what can I do? Like, how does this all work? So when I got the invitation this year for, and especially for the, the Black women, celebrating Black women in family music, I was just, I was bowled over. I couldn't, I could not, I couldn't even contain myself. So I was very excited. And after actually uh, being a part of it and it's happened and I mean, the energy and the reception from everybody has been just incredible. I mean, what an amazing supportive community and family music we have. I mean, it's really amazing. Well, you know, and, and it really is. Uh, I've been involved now. Uh, I started in 2012 in the industry and, and my wife calls it, Lolita calls it, um, uh, what we call it, cooperation. <laughs> it's like there is a competition, but really it's a lot of cooperation. And, and we want to see other artists in this genre to kind of thrive and, and make it. But before we even do that, talk a little bit about who you are. Who is Snook Nook? So Snook Nook is kind of like my alter ego. <laughs> I mean, I've been in the industry for the music industry for a long time. I was doing a lot of pop music um, as Cherry Moon. And um, working, I was in a girl group that was working with Timberland and Miss Yelly and that whole crew back in the day. And, um, but you know, when I became, when I became a mother, I started writing all these songs to teach my kids life lessons and social awareness. And, and I just basically turned my life into a daily musical with my kids. And then I just thought, okay, you know what, I'm going to make these into an album. Cause I felt like a lot of moms out there could use these songs the same way that I did to just have a happier time with their kids instead of just repeating things, you know, all the time. Because everything you teach a toddler, you have to repeat it a million times before they even, first of all, listen to you. So um, that's kind of how I started the idea. So I started with all the basic hygiene songs. Um, so that's my first CD, A Little Less Tears. I started, and I tailored it from getting up in the morning to going to sleep at night, basically. And then I just moved on to starting with school. 
And then what, what do you learn when you go to school? You learn how to listen. You learn how, you learn how to share. You learn how to, you know, not give up and all, have patience. Like all of these different things that I feel like it's a must that you have to teach your kids. Why not make it into a song? It makes it easier for them to learn and it makes your life easier for them to teach it to them. So um, yeah, that's kind of where my back, my, my idea with the children's music came from. And now I'm just exploring more songs, having more fun with it. Um, really digging into, like, like I said, the social awareness aspect of it, which I think is really important for kids, especially nowadays with everything that's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I'm going with it and I'm enjoying it. And I'm really, I'm a collaborate collaborating with amazing artists that I've met um, since the whole Grammys thing last year, like, you know, uh, Future with the Black Women in oh, History. and love that song. Yes. You know, I mean, I was I was so excited when he reached out to me to collaborate on that. I mean, that was amazing. And that was with, with Reese Palmer, too, right? With Reese yes. Palmer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was my first time, you know, meeting her as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I'm, I'm just really grateful. And I'm just I'm so excited to you know, with all everything that's happening in the future, with everything, all the other collaborations we're doing. So how would you describe your, your children or family music? What, how would you describe it's, it? I mean, I, I really love having an array of different genres, I would mm-hmm. say. So, you know, I really touch a lot on doo-wop. I love the doo-wop sound. I love the pop sound. And, you know, and then I have, I don't have a lot of hip hop, but there are some kind of urban beats in there, you know, but I really like to play, play, you know, different, play up to different types of genres. Mm -hmm. And I like to introduce kids to all different types of sounds, you know, even, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge um, kind of, you know, I love all the orchestral sounds in like Disney music as well. So I like to incorporate that a lot in some of the, the songs as well. Like, um, like listen, listen, for instance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. monsters. It's very orchestral and it's dynamic, and it takes you on through like these little loops and hoops with the with the music. So, um, I like to just mention. I don't know if I'm gonna even stop there. I think with my next album, I'll explore something else. Okay. I mean, that's the fun of you know being a music artist, right? Just exploring. Questions 
That's right. Oh. Now, in, in terms of being in music, uh, what is, do you have a main instrument or do you play uh, multiple instruments? So live, I only play really the djembe. But okay. on with by, my 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 voice is really my instrument. That's right. So that's, why I, that's why I say that because I, I, I always let people know that the voice is the first yeah. instrument in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so when people go, oh, you know what? When I say I'm a musician, they go, oh, well, what are you playing? I'm like, well, I'm a I'm a vocalist. You know, I I sing right. and I do a lot of things through my voice. Not only do I sing, I make a lot of different sounds. You know, a lot of different sounds even throughout my music when I'm recording. I, as a writer, and a lot of people go, well, how do you actually write your songs if you don't play instruments? And I go, well, I am a, I, I'm a lyricist, and there are a lot of melodies that come play in my head all the time. Right. Sometimes I'll start with the melody. Sometimes I won't start with the melody. Sometimes right. I'll start with the lyrics, and I'll come up with the melody, you know? Mm-hmm. But once I'm in the groove, I mean, sometimes I'll hear drums, I'll hear rhythm, mm-hmm. I'll have guitar riffs. I, I mean, I'm in the studio a lot of the times and I'm like, oh, oh, you know, I hear this, you know, let's, let's try this. Let's try, you know, mm-hmm. so that for me is an experience onto into its own, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I enjoy that, you know, it, it happens most times. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes I may not have an idea. It just really depends. Every writing experience could be different. Well, if you think about groups like uh, take six, they have no instruments, but their voice in most cases the, and that's why I say the the voice the, vo- the voice is the first instrument, yeah. and you can create harmonies, you can yeah. create rhythm, absolutely. Um, and so I, you know, I, I think that's you know to me that is that's the best way to even get the idea out. If you you can hum a few bars, you can sing yeah. a few bars. And, and so let me ask you what now? How did you come up with the name Snooknook? Snooknook is actually uh, a nickname that I used to call my kids when they were little. <laughs> it's, like, it's like baby talk. It's like you know you call your uh, your honey bear or, or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. was the name, like, that's what rolled off my tongue and it just stuck. So when I started writing songs, I was like, I'm just going to call it Snook you know? Right. So, um, that's, that's what happened. And it just kind of stuck. And, you know, people seem to like it. It's really funny to hear kids pr- try and pronounce it, <laughs> but you know, um, some of our colleagues in family music, I don't know if you've met them, but Wendy and DB, uh, they have a song called gibberish. And 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 they're speaking gibberish and, and babies gibberish. It's, it's the baby scatting almost, and it is absolutely ingenious how they put that together. Um, but before you even came into family music, you've had pretty uh, a, a pretty uh, successful career so far. Talk a little bit about that. What what type? What were you doing? And um, and tell the audience a little bit more about uh, you know kind of the work that you've done. Life before Snuck Nuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, like I said, I started with a girl group and um, we were, we got introduced to Timbaland. 
And then basically he took us on and was like, okay, well, you know, he's going to produce some songs, introduce us to up and coming producers that he was um, bringing on board. And they were producing for us as a group um, to get a deal. The idea was to get a deal with a label and, you know, put records out and so on and so forth. Um, So we were, he was actually, we got a production deal with them, with their team. And then we started working with other producers through him and so on and so forth. So we were traveling around, flying to Texas or LA or whatever, working with these different producers, writing and um, recording. Now, this is was this was the start of my um, writing career because I had never really written a song before then, um, and it was amazing the process. Just like watching them and being in the studio and watching it all happen. Then I just got the bug, and then it just kind of grew from there. Mm-hmm. Um, the group fell apart, unfortunately, right as we were recording some amazing songs that, like, oh, I mean, I just thought were the hits of the century. Yeah. Um, and, but what ended up happening is it was another girl in the group named Michelle, who's a, a blonde girl, Irish was going to, um, it was me, me and her were the lead singers pretty much. And we were doing pretty much most of the writing. And that was kind of the problem. The other girls, when we were doing showcase, cause actually, um, Missy Elliott wanted to name the group. She wanted to license the, the name Mary Jane girls and give and and name us Mary Jane girls because we were multi you know, we're multi-faceted, multicultural, all that stuff. And we were kind of raw at that point at that point. So that was the idea. And we were doing showcases and so on and so forth. So wait, wait, wait. You, so you mentioned Missy Elliott. So uh, what does she play in does she work with Timbaland and Oh yeah. Oh yeah, so okay. we went to high school together. Oh they, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh yeah. That whole group came from Virginia. Yeah. Right on up to New York, and they were with Jodeci for a while, and then they yeah, I remember that. started their whole group, their the whole, whole group. crew, basically, okay. in New York. Right. Yeah. Okay, and I, I, so that's good. Okay, so I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interject, but so when she wanted to name Mary, uh, what was it called? She wanted to name, uh, she wanted to license the name Mary Jane Girls to yes. use as our name, because our name was, we were called Eyes, E-Y-E-Z, that was our okay. name. Okay. But she she just had an idea and was like, well, you know, I think it'd be cool if you guys are called, you know, Missy is very edgy, very, she thinks outside the box, you know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where she came in, involved. I, we weren't signed to her, but because she was around and a part of that crew, mm-hmm. she saw the group and was like, okay, um, this is what we should do with them, you know, type, type of thing. So at that point is where we started to do um, showcases mm-hmm. and we were recording songs that, um, Writers like Static had written and some other songs that uh, Timberland had written for other artists that didn't make it onto albums. You know, we were recording those songs. We just kept recording and singing until we can get songs that suit us and fit our group and our sound and all that stuff. Um, like I said, the other two girls weren't really um, the lead singer. So when we started to do the the live performances, it was it became a problem. You know, and they wanted to sing more. They wanted to do this. They wanted to do that. And I understand that. But unfortunately, sometimes it's easier to have one or two people to just do it, to get it done, especially when you're in a time crunch. So it didn't quite work out that way. And of course, they didn't they didn't really like it. So that's when the group fell apart. And Michelle and I stayed on as writers. And so we were just, you know, we had a little production deal and a publishing deal. And, you know, we had a stipend. So we just kept, you know, working and writing and trying to get placements and so on and so forth. Um, Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. um, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But then I I was getting ready to say I I grew antsy because suddenly I went from like, you know, 
performing a lot to just being in the studio and recording and writing every single day, day in and day out. And I'm more, I love the stage. I really love the stage. I love performing. I love interacting. I love, you know, so just being in the studio for, you know, every day. I mean, I would, it was just like, wow, I really needed to that balance. And I'm a Libra, of course. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I needed a balance. And so I got a little antsy and I probably got a little antsy a little sooner than I probably should have. But what ended up happening is, is we started working with because in New York, you know, you can have shows and you can put on shows and people will just come. The underground yeah. world is just yes. like vibrant. So we were performing in different clubs and places and people were showing up. So we were ba- we were trying to balance, but it took a hit on our writing a lot um, because we were tired, staying in clubs all night and so on and so forth and trying to, you know, be in the studio at the same time. It just didn't work. Um, however, what ended up happening is I was in the studio with uh, Tim and when they were doing um, a Joe Boxer uh, Kmart commercial. And I remember the agency, Shiat Day, the ad agency was there doing it and with them. And the guy was trying to write the lyrics and he wanted this Missy Elliott type of like scatting, singing, rapping type of thing. And the girl who they had hired, the, the talent wasn't there yet. And I was just sitting around just because I would just show up at the studio early and just hang out to see if I can get on anybody's record. Can I sing back up? Can I do this? Can I do, you know? That's kind of what you had to do with that group. Like you just had to show up. It's like out of sight, out of mind. So um, that's what I would do. So I was sitting there and the guys, I remember the guy at the agency was trying to get these lyrics to fit in this groove and whatever. And so then Jimmy Douglas, who was kind of like my mentor, he's the mixer engineer. And he he was kind of like, um, kind of like, you know, their, their mentor too, really, because he helped with all the deals and not only mixed the songs and mastered the songs and all that stuff, but he was a part of their crew. And he said, you know, Cherry, why don't you go in the booth and put this down so he can see how this sounds? I said, okay. So I go into the booth. I put all the lyrics down and whatever, and I'm doing it. And then next thing you know, he gives me another verse and he gives me another verse. And next thing you know, this thing is done, right? (laughs) So that's what happens. The clients get there before the girl comes Mm -hmm. and they're happy. They love it. They're they're like, wow, this is amazing. Okay, you understand what so. The girl shows up and is already done. They want to keep the vocals. They don't want to change anything. Mm-hmm. And that's how I booked my first national commercial singing on a Joe Biden. I have to share the video actually on my, it's on YouTube. But yes. um, yeah, so that was the beginning of my jingle career. Because okay. my I have friends with, who is still my friend today, Lisa Sanders, she was at Shiat Day. And she introduced me to this jingle house called Crushing Music in New York. And she was like, you know, you should be singing all the time on these commercials, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, all right. I never knew that world at all. So she introduced me. And I started just singing demos for Crushing. Then I got introduced to another jingle house. And I was singing demos all the time suddenly. And then, you know, it's just like going on an audition for a, for an actress or an actor. You can sing a million, but, you know, you'll book one or two here. And, you know, but... um. It went from from that jingle to I was doing, you know, Miller Lights. I was doing Applebee's. And then I booked a really big one. I did um, McDonald's when that ba-da-ba-ba-ba came yeah. out. Okay. So, so you did one of those? I did a couple of those. Oh, I did like okay. three of those. So <laughs> that was amazing. And, you know, that was incredible. And that was just like, oh, my God. Um, wow. You just never knew that world really existed. So. 
So that was, that was great. And that's, and I started writing jingles too. And, you know, I mean, I just, I get the bug with something and I just keep going, you know? So um, then I was like, well, I'm working with Tim and I'm working with all these upcoming producers. Hmm. Maybe I can, and I see how they work. They make all these beats and it's just sitting there. Not all of them are being used for all these artists. So I was like, uh, how about I can license, I can get these tracks licensed for TV commercials. They, they're not going to own them. They're just going to license them. And like, you know, so that kind of, I so I turned that into like a little business too. Cause I was like, well, you know, cause sometimes I don't need vocals, you know, on mm-hmm. the, that's right. That's the music. right. So then I was like, suddenly, cause I was getting the tracks from them anyway. Cause I was one of the writers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, right. you know, I can license some of these tracks that are not being used and we can all make money, you know? <laughs> so <I was> like, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that was a fun, uh, fun little thing. And, so did and a lot of that. And what time frame are we talking? How 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 many years was that? Would you say? So that was I. I was doing jingles. I start, I think the Kmart stuff came out maybe two thousand three, two thousand four, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. So I but I was I started working with him in two thousand maybe two thousand one. Mm-hmm. 2001, 2002. And I, and I kind of broke off from after I got into the jingles and I started doing that and, and, and I was still writing as an artist, you know, but it was very, it was, that was right. 2004, 2005 was when the music industry was starting to collapse. Mm-hmm. The infrastructure of the music label was starting to, you know, kind of collapse slowly, but surely technology was taking over with all these different platforms, MySpace and so on. And all that stuff mm-hmm. started to happen. Um, but I was still writing and trying to, you know, be an artist and, you know, this and that. Luckily I had, you know, I was writing uh, music. I was still all the stuff that we had written when we had the publishing deal got licensed for television. So oh. that was amazing. Um, so we had a lot of licensing deals um, come out of that. We didn't get a whole lot of placements in terms of like artist albums, but it did get licensed for television shows, which was amazing. Um, and then I just got heavily into writing for commercials because that was like so lucrative. Mm. You know? um, yeah. Okay. And so that's kind of like how I started with the, because um, when I got pregnant, I started writing the songs for kids and I wanted to make it like a hook, right. just something catchy, something commercial, something they're going to keep in their heads, something that's going to just, you know, they're going to retain. And that's yeah. the format I started with, with Snook Nook. Um, right. You know, you know who taught 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 me that uh, for family music was the great um, Ella Jenkins. Are you familiar with Ella Jenkins? I love, I love, I love. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, when I my first year when I got into family music, she was the guest at. We used to have conferences before pandemic. Uh, we would all the children and artists get together. It was called Kendi Fest at that time, and it was in Brooklyn. She was the guest there, and she performed for all of us artists, all children's music artists, wow. and. Um, and one thing she kept saying was repetition is important. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a show and the children and you play a song and the children want you to play that song again, yep. play that song again. Mm-hmm. It's their show, show, not yours. Right. And um, so I, I, I really appreciate that. And you talked about uh, uh, have, having a baby. So how many children do you have and um, how old are they? So I have two girls that I physically had. Uh, yeah. Sheba is 14 and then Zuri just turned 11. Uh-huh. And I have my my uh, son, who who my my husband's had from pre- previous relationship, but I raised him since he was five. Okay, so wow. Hey, did you yeah. say your first your first one was a, a Sheba? Her name is Sheba. Oh, Sheba. Okay, okay. Because yeah. yep. uh, 
I, I was thinking about another children's music artist who plays uh, who comes to us through Calypso music, Ushiba. I don't know if you've heard oh, of him. No, I you, haven't. You love phenomenal. I mean, his story is a lot like yours. He's had he has his music uh, playing on airplanes. Um, oh, um, wow. I mean, he's he's <laughs> he started off just going to New York, huh? Ushiba. Ushiba, yes. Uh-huh. Just look him up. Just type Ushiba uh, children's music. Yeah. He's everywhere. Wow. And uh, but that's what we do here. And, and we want to connect all of our artists together because we never know where it's going to go. And yeah. and speaking of such, you had a guest with you at Kakuza Fest that was playing. Uh, was it the guitar? What was it? That wasn't a ukulele. That yeah. was a guitar, right? It was a, um, an acoustic. Yeah. So she acoustic. actually played the acoustic and then she played the piano, too, for Angel yes. Woman. Did yes. Both. yes. What's um, her name? Jessica. Jessica Cassinelli. So okay. Jessica uh, has been working with me. It's so I don't know if a lot of people know, but um, I used to have a physical space called Snooknut Cafe. It was a performing mm-hmm. art cafe for kids um, yes. in Los Angeles, and um, I, I I had it for about five and a half years until you know the pandemic hit, and um, of course I had to you know kind of close it down. And um, but prior to that, I was running music circles, drum circles, all types of musical mm-hmm. programs for kids. So I would hire, I would not only teach them and entertain at different events, I would hire other musicians around Los Angeles to come and play and sing and, you know, learn songs. And they, we would not only do just snook music, we would just do, you know, classic songs and yes. so on and so forth. And it was just really mm-hmm. fun. So Jessica had been working with me um, uh, almost two years, I would say. Um, almost, it may be going on three years, but she's been with me for a while. And uh, so now, even now, when I have live performances or whatever, I'll just be like, you know, Jessica, come, you know, she's always so happy. And I love that wonderful <laughs> she has a good spirit. Yeah, she yeah. has a real good spirit. And tell her, you know, she's performing with you. So that makes her, she she classifies for our category. So come and join the party. That's true. <laughs> but, Actually, I will share that. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, I, I love your sound and I love your energy. Um, and, you know, in terms of even your CD, what was the, what was your, the name of your last CD in 2020? It was um, once upon a day a lot more funny. Yeah, yeah. What's okay? I and, I did once upon a day because the first one was a lot, once upon a day a little less tears, mm-hmm. and I did the once upon a day because I thought, well, you know, I'll just keep on with this series because it's a day in a life with your kid always. Yes, right. Yes, that's you right. know, from the moment they're babies to mm-hmm. they're gone off to college, you know, yes. it's it's a day in a life with you. If you once you're a parent. It's a day in the life with your kids. That's right. That's right. So once upon a day, a little this. Uh, once upon a day, that. You know. So I just thought I was going in that vein. And let me do this before we go any further. For those that are listening on the podcast, you're listening to We Nation Radio podcast. I am Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and my uh, wonderful guest is the one and only Snook Nook uh, or Cherry Moon, and we're just having a wonderful conversation about her career and. If you had to compare your your pre children's career or family music career to your to the music career now in family music, how would you compare it? And what's the difference? Hmm. Um, well, there's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, being in the music industry and just being you know surrounding yourself with pop artists and just doing pop music and you know I was doing pop music and dance music and stuff like that, which is really fun. Um, and I had a good time. And I, even still now, I still enjoy singing that. I still enjoy performing that. Um, but there's just something reinvigorating when it comes to singing children's music and performing for kids because they are so receptive. 
They're like sponges. They soak everything up and they just, I mean, if they don't like something, they're going to tell you. If they love it, they're going to tell you. Like you are just going to get pure honesty from yeah. you know, that group, that group of people, you yeah. know? So I love that. And, you know, with my music, it, it's with the Snook Nook music, it warms my heart when parents come to me and they say, oh man, we listen to your song in the car all the time. And we listen to this and, oh, you know, we were having a problem and you know what, we were singing the song and now she's singing it. And like, you know, we're not having that problem anymore. It's helping people get through these challenging times with their kids and their toddlers. Um, and that for me is a win-win because that's what initially, that's what I set out to do. Yes. Songs oh, were, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, these songs were written to target teaching kids and targeting those challenging things for them to learn. Mm -hmm. So if, if that's what it's doing, I'm, 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 well, I'm over the moon. <laughs> well, I know, um, you know, it is a certain energy that you get from doing family music. I know the one thing that's obvious, and I, I, I I've done some adult music played with a couple of groups here and there, but um, the, the biggest thing is, I'm not out late at night. And and I guess I've always been an old soul. Even when I was in my early 20s, I hated being out late at the club. I mean, I mean you know what I'm saying? I mean, I love to perform, yeah. but yeah. I just, I'm, it's just not me. But, yeah. um, but you know, nowadays, you know, I tell people I'm generally done by three in the afternoon and, and the rest of the day is mine. It's a huge uh, difference. <laughs> well, try, try doing, doing, not only just pop me when I was doing, because right before I started releasing the Snookness stuff, I was, I was doing a lot of dance music, which mm -hmm. is club music. And yeah. talk about performing that. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, it yeah. was, oh, you're, you're going on at nine. Then it was like 10 and then suddenly it's midnight and then you're mm -hmm. on at one or two in the morning. Yes. Oh my and, God. And, and you got to be ready. I mean, once you get on that stage now, all of a sudden you got to find the energy. You got to find the, the, yeah. And be on it. Yeah. Well, let's just, what, what, what can we expect? What's, what's, what's next for Snook Nook um, coming up in family music? What can we, what can we look forward to? So I am working on a new album right now, which I'm very excited about. So I'm working on new material. And I'm also, I mean, my long lasting um, passion as well is to create more visuals as well. Mm -hmm. I love animation. So I've been working on um, creating that. I've written actually storylines and synopsis for a show. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really just focused on that and trying to get an animated um, series off the ground for Snook Nook as well. Um, which I'm super excited about. So a lot of that type of stuff is really what I'm looking to do and to just collaborate with more artists. And now that I found this new community of family artists, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to just do more and more and more. It really just fuels me. It actually feeds right. my soul so much. So. Well, it's, it's an honor. I know my wife and I, when we, you know, when we first got, got into the field and, it, and just in nine years, it's changed so much. Mm. But when I first came in, it wasn't that many artists of color. Um, yeah. And it was hard to really, I mean, it, people were still helpful, but, you know, I never got a royalty check from many of the radio stations. I won't mention their names. Um, and it could be a number of different things. It could be taste. People may not even, even like the music that I play, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Um but I'm certain that my music wasn't any worse than what they were playing on the radio, what I was listening to. Sure. I was like, oh my yeah. goodness. But, um, but I'm, I've always been, and we've been the type that um, if there's a problem, we don't look for anyone else to, to solve it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a problem, there's a solution, there's an action. That's uncle yeah. Devin's PSAs. 
And so that's what um, we did. We started, um, knew nothing about radio, but we started We Nation Radio. Um, and part of it was also to bring uh, artists of color together yeah. so that we can support one another. And so I, my goal is maybe in, in two, three years, if not sooner than that, that family music will be a staple mm-hmm. in our communities. It won't be something, I don't know if you feel it or have to deal with having to explain what does it really mean, you yeah. know, you know, yeah. you know, I do family music. Well, what does that? What, yeah, it's like, what is that? What do you, yeah. oh, yeah. And then when they realize what it is, it's kind of like you don't get the same respect right. as every, if you, if I, if I was going to say, oh, I write, you know, country mm-hmm. music or pop music. It's kind of yeah. like, oh, okay. Oh, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. because we put, we used to put the children at the little children's table and yeah. they're, not supposed, they're supposed to be uh, seen, not heard and all. Yeah. And we have to change that. We, we, we are going to change that dynamic. And um and so far, that's for sure. I'm really Lolita are really killing it right now. Well, thank you, thank you, and uh, and so are you. And we want. I'm so glad that you're able to we're able to let people know who you are, what you do. And I've been posting up your information. Um, if you want to see, matter of fact, uh, we're going to connect one of your uh performances to to Kakuza Fest to this uh, particular podcast. And uh, but if you want to watch the entire podcast, two hours, go to the We Nation Radio um, YouTube page mm-hmm. and um, and then click on Kakuza Fest 2. Or it should say Kakuza Fest, uh, a salute to black women. And, and then you can also go back and look at last year's where we had four hours, two days full of uh, wonderful artists. And we got more coming. I'm not sure if it's going to be another one this year or next, but Either way, we're going to continue to do what we're doing here. And I want to thank you for being, uh, uh, you know, for being with us on Kakuza Fest and for even having the love to want to uh, sing to children. Because to me, um, you know, when we sing to the least of these, that to me is when we're really reaching our, our zenith as, a, as people. So thank you very much. Keep singing. And perhaps one day, you know, I, I got a couple of ideas. I might reach out to you and say, hey, listen, give me your thoughts. Let's see how we can work this out. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, you well, thank you. Okay. Well, thank you again, and to all the audience that's that's checking us out. Thank you for being here. Uh, stay tuned for more wonderful interviews, not only just from here, but from the Family Music Ford, uh, the group that actually helped to power and create uh, Kakuza Fest. You can find out more about uh, Family Music Ford by going to familymusicford.org and see how we're being change makers in family music. So until we meet again next time, just remember. I'm Uncle Devin, and life is a drum, so beat it.